0: There is, I think, there's definitely more innovations in London, I think, than than in New
1: York. Yeah, in New York. I mean, it's like there, you see a lot of like live band karaoke and um, you know themed karaoke's, but like I've never had one where I have not had to stick my face in like a tub full of eels while singing or whatever. Now well, you, you were telling me earlier about burlesqueyoki or something.
0: Yeah, burlesqueyoki was quite the experience. The way that was, it was like a regular karaoke night. I think when I first went, I thought there would be burlesque for every karaoke song, which now in retrospect would have been insane. But basically they had the regular book and then the first page was like two pink pages um, where they were songs that if you performed them, someone would come out and start performing burlesque around you. Um, so the only song that I did, which was phenomenal, was uh, Let It Go from the movie Frozen. And the woman came out in a full, like, furry bear costume and stripped from the bear costume into, like, a sparkly, icy, frozen nipple tassels and thong combo um, while I sang. That was distracting (laughs) to see the least. I think I still probably did a decent performance.
1: On today's episode of Karaoke Theory, the Hot Breath saga continues, plus more thoughts on karaoke innovation.
2: I wouldn't really stand for that kind of crap, you know what I mean? When people come up and are being shitty, especially shitty to someone else, you kind of, what I realize is that 90% of the crowd is on my side, so there's nothing worse than sitting somewhere... You know, everyone's watching, and then there's just some person that you know that everyone in the audience is thinking the same thing. I just wish this person would get off, you know. So there has been times when I've, like, stepped in and been like, you know, get off, you know, this is this is not cool. And a lot of the time, you know, everyone will then cheer and be with you because, like, you know, people can just lose it a bit. You know, whenever karaoke involves a lot of alcohol and stuff like that. So I
0: do remember a girl kind of shouting Uh, at you aggressively. She got up and I think she was so drunk she could barely speak. So she definitely couldn't sing. And I think she kept shouting at you for being American. And I just remember you saying, I'm Canadian.
2: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. As a host, you you have to learn how to deal with people because it's like super, super hard to to be that person.
0: Have because you got in- any tips? My friend, Sarah, who I interviewed, who used to run it for five yeah. years in Brooklyn, she yeah. called herself Karaoke Bomb.
2: And she okay. was very
0: good at, at, at controlling the crowd. But I'm curious if you have any tips specific to... Yeah,
2: it's really difficult because, like, basically it's always people, you know, when am I going to say I'm really good or... Then the friend comes up. My friend's, like, really, really amazing. And I'm like, wow, everyone's amazing, right? That's the first thing you realize. Yeah, okay, sure. Um, I don't know. I like to be – I try to be really fair, you know? That's the one thing. Because it does suck when you're sitting there for three hours and – you know the host mates go up like ten times and you're like, dude, this is just b s it's not fair mm-hmm. so I really really do try to be fair and it's hard when it's really busy like I remember at the Lason once we went through like some some like fifty five people in a night, which is Gosh, loads, that's and that's a stack of like two hundred requests that's like so many people and the thing is you can't you can't please everyone so usually if people are bugging me, I just you can't get in their face, right? You can't throw it back because that's just, you know, then it, it will kick off. So basically I just say, yes, yes, you will sing. Yes, you will sing. And if they're really, really, really bugging me, a lot of the time I just put them on, which is not, because like for me at the end of the day, it's just like, okay, let's just get this, get this person out of here so that they can, it's like dealing with children really. You know, it's not, it's not that different to uh to being a parent like you can't yell at your kids and tell them that you just kind of keep pacifying or distraction you know or whatever Mm -hmm. so that's that's probably the hardest part of being the host is kind of like dealing with people who are impatient and need to be dealt with (laughs)
0: tipping in Canada because it's interesting in New York you Mm. can pay to sing Um, yeah
2: no I don't think so I mean I haven't lived here for so long and I haven't done a lot of karaoke here but there is that kind of like a dollar to sing and I think that's how the hosts get paid Mm -hmm. which is shitty because it shouldn't be like that Um, I've had loads of people offer me money you know and I'm like no I know, in retrospect, I should have been like, yes, but out of principle, I'm just like, no, forget it.
0: Could have made your fortune with desperate singers.
2: Yeah. well, there's not that many of them, so, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's the hardest part of, of doing it, is just dealing with, <clears throat> dealing with the people. But, you know, and the other thing I always do is, uh, is sometimes I'll also say, you will sing, you know. I guarantee you that everyone in this room will sing and then I'll flip the flip the telly around at the end and we all sing together. Or I have also did something called cue-yoke, which uh is quite fun. That's where people just form a uh, a queue. I was like I should do this cuz like English people love standing in line and you know and, you know, you don't have to commit to a whole song. So it would be, be a queue of people. You come on stage, you sing, like, two pages of lyrics on the screen, and then you leave. Mm-hmm. So instead of it being one person for three minutes, it's 25 people for three minutes. And that's quite cool because it has this cool kind of ever-changing vibe. Um, so I d- I've done that a couple times. Which people bring w- their
0: different energy then to each yeah, bit of the song. Yeah.
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, sometimes it's hard to, like, push the person off after they get their two screens. They want to stick around. But... Yeah, that's been a success or like I said, getting everyone involved at the end is always a good way because you want people to leave happy. You don't want someone to to leave with this feeling of, you know, they went there and just sat around and didn't get to sing and all that kind of crap. So I think that's key, giving people, you know, and that was also one of the main things about the prizes, even though they were essentially useless items. You know, you're going home with something, you know, you wake up in the morning and you got like a bottle of barbecue sauce or, or, you or know, or a
0: pink vibrator, a pink on vibrator. Valentine's right. Day. So then
2: you remember and then you say, oh yeah, that's that crazy karaoke guy. So that was another reason behind the, the whole process.
1: What about the, uh, the car karaoke thing? That's a, that's a cultural phenomenon, right? Oh
0: yeah. That's innovating in space. James Gordon I actually love that I think that's really funny
1: Do you ever wish that you, you, that you would get Like selected For something like that?
0: I think you need to be A really good singer Because it's, it's funny Because you I feel like the backing track Probably gets increased And stuff And added in the background I think probably When they're in it together It's, it's, it's relatively awkward And like quiet In the background Yeah um, I like that I think it gives you Like a good Look into these Like celebrities And how they interact And stuff I, I, it was. It's a lot better executed than if someone had told me about it. I would have been like, "Yeah, that's not going to
1: be." That well, good. you would. You would have been imagining something like Cash Cab.
0: The one thing that I did find hilarious was, um, was Mariah Carey just like came across like, s- like such a diva, and I didn't well, what were you even like expecting. I know, but it was just funny because I feel like her manager's probably like, "Come on, like don't do it this." Wake up yeah no but she was just like "Mm," and she just wasn't that into it and she was like I'm not gonna perform for this or like I'm not gonna pretend I like this more than I am (laughs) which I actually thought was kind of badass do you know of any other people innovating in this kind of space similar to what you did um is there anything Um, you want to try still that you haven't got a chance to? well
2: like I mean when I first started there was just nothing there was no kind of alternative version of it it was just kind of you know you're old guys in a pub so like you wouldn't be able to hear good tracks in between or it wasn't presented in a different way and then after a few years like kind of like it started to pop up a lot more especially in the UK like when it became cool so to speak like Lucky Voice opened and then there was like ukulele karaoke and then there's like then it became like what's quite popular now is to have it quite section so you'll have like just hip-hop karaoke someone started a rave karaoke someone started you know reggae karaoke but in terms of doing something really different um I don't know I'm trying to think of what I've seen that I was like oh that's a good idea um I don't know we did it on cross train karaoke was something that we originated um which is amazing you know it's it's really hard but amazing to watch it's very uh entertaining
0: so were they on um, a cross trainer then they were yeah listening?
2: yeah an elliptical trainer and you have to sing karaoke while while doing it and um
0: it's like training beyonce or something
2: it's really difficult actually because like singing especially if you're singing like rapping or doing more spokeny kind of songs is good and then how it would work is we track the calories on the cross trainer and then whoever burns the most calories was was the winner so that was a really awesome concept or would win the cross trainer i would get like cheap cross trainers and
0: was that you know for corporate clients or did you do something like that in the world
2: um both yeah both i've done it for like some some corporate people but I originated just to be at one of our shows because like, we did larger events um, at Bethnal Green Work and Men's Club that always had karaoke as the beginning bit. So, like, we would have karaoke for the first hour and a half to get people in the mood and then would follow through with live performances and, and DJ sets and stuff like that. But um, I'm trying to think if there's some other – I mean, there's always other things that I want to do with it. Um with the the, I mean, I did a a, a video version. It was called uh, what did I call it, TV party, and that's where you was kind of following on to what Tommy and Avril did. So you were filmed, and I used uh, vintage video mixers, so I like, could give you that kind of vintage effect where there's like funny like effects and stuff, and then I live stream that. So I thought that was quite an interesting way to do it. So I haven't seen anyone really kind of doing that. I think there's other things I'd like to do with it, but um, port yeah, I did portable. That was quite cool, like a walk around setup. That works for festivals. Uh, wow. I've basically done a lot with it.
0: And then the lip sync karaoke
1: thing, which isn't really
0: karaoke, but the lip sync battles.
1: You know, I when I was a, a kid, I participated in, uh, I think, yeah, I was in second grade. My after-school program had a lip-sync contest. Um, New York, New York uh, by Frank Sinatra. Beautiful. Uh, it was in a costume that my mom had built uh, <laughs> that was the Chrysler Building. Oh, my God! <laughs> yeah, it's quite adorable. Do you have any photos? Oh yeah, I'm sure there's some photos. Get uh,
0: photos and we'll put them up on Twitter.
1: God, yeah, the the, the I was in it, dressed up as the Chrysler Building. It, uh, there was supposed to be it was supposed to be rigged up so that like during the, the third verse I could like pull a cord and like the the like the spire would stretch up. But that you know that was maybe maybe uh, an engineering challenge uh, too far. I
0: love how ambitious your mother was. Well, you
1: know she, she went to art school and she had a lot of. Uh...
2: <laughs>
0: That's amazing.
2: We did it at the Stags Head, in on Oarsman Road, just off Kingston Road, for a good stretch because there was really good people there, and we had some hilarious times in there. I came up with some pretty hilarious concepts for that in that place. Do you I started remember doing any, this some of them. Yeah, definitely, because that place was good. It had a real kind of. It was a bit rock and roll. So we did this. We started doing this thing called the Dog Caller Challenge, which was I bought a thrift store. It's this collar that's like it's an anti-barking collar so what it is is it goes over around a dog's neck and when the dog barks it sprays this stuff in your face that's like uh i think it's like a citrus citronella spray so it's like non-toxic right so i'm like okay we gotta try this out so at the end of the night we did this challenge where i had like a prize or like some cash it was like 20 Twenty quid or the mystery prize, which with the mystery prize was always better and really weird. You know, like one time we gave away like a like a full size basketball hoop or like a barbecue or something really crazy. But you had to wear this dog collar, and it was intense because like I've you know I don't think I've ever laughed so hard at watching people do this thing, you know, because it's really punishing them like bad and they're coughing and sputtering. That was really really good. I mean that kind of predates. You know, you see whatever that thing that Steve O from Jackass does. Have you seen that show? Killer karaoke or whatever it is. They make people do extreme things while saying karaoke.
0: Oh, I've never seen this. I, I don't really watch Jackass because I'm I just have a no, it's, tolerance it's not, it's, for violence. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's not it's not that show. It's just the guy who was on it is, oh, is the host. Okay. And it's it's pretty lowbrow, but it's kind of like you know they basically you know dunk people into a tank full of eels and they gotta sing karaoke or something horrible do you know what i mean so anyway it kind of predates that now
1: everybody knows hollywood has the walk of fame but here at killer karaoke we have the walk of things that suck to walk in
2: all you have to do is step in each and every compartment, all the way with both feet, and whatever happens, do not stop singing. We did um, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. We did the whole thing, seamless, the whole album, but in karaoke, which I thought was kind of silly, with like a, a cheesy laser show. There was like lasers and stuff.
0: So did people sign up for the songs then in the order that they were in the album or did you Kind of. Perform? There was like
2: no one there. There was like five people there. So it doesn't even really matter. But it, I thought it was a great concept.
0: Does it help in a way when there's very few people there? Because you can, it's easier to pull off a stunt like that.
2: Maybe. I mean, it's, I mean, over the years it kind of, any, I've realized that kind of like anything can be good. And, and the biggest challenge I think for me would be to, kind of break a crowd like like at the Lauriston for example I, I did that gig for years and years and years it ended up being I mean I've had some of the greatest karaoke's ever in that place but it's a weird little out of the way it was always a case where I would turn up and there's just this crowd of people just sitting there like you know giving you these eyes just kind of judging eyes like who is this guy kind of like you have to like break through their kind of like apathy yeah, well, no, it's just also people in London are very cynical and kind of, you know, they'll judge you first and then they'll be like, oh, OK, actually, this guy's OK and I'll get up and do it. So it's kind of like being able to break through a crowd and, and get them comfortable enough to come up and get involved. You know, Funny, like the people...
0: karaoke Rumble guys are doing it in Lariston now. I don't know if you're okay. familiar I've with I've never them.
2: seen them. I don't know. I don't know how they do it, but it, I mean, it seems to be all right. I mean, they're getting good press, so I haven't been. I don't good i'm glad i'm glad they got someone in there
0: so it's an interesting concept i've been three times now Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um it's funny i'm actually interviewing them tomorrow yeah Um, it's interesting for me because you're sort of encouraged in a way to boo people that you don't like
1: Uh, and
0: there's also the idea where you put bags on the head and if three people have bags in their head they automatically get kicked off the stage um and to me it it creates a sort of nasty environment depending yeah. on the kind of people that are there. Yes. And also what's interesting is they do the competition, which is when the booing and the bags and all that stuff happens. Yeah. But then afterwards they just do regular karaoke. Yeah. But because you've sort of set that precedent of allowing people to boo, yeah. People continue to boo for the rest of the night for hours when people are performing.
2: That's terrible.
0: And I yeah, I find it I find it tough.
2: I hate you.
0: That's what we. That's <laughs> a thing that I noticed at Karaoke Rumble as well. It was the same sort of group of people who would begin the booing. And, and then it's almost like they have booing permission. Like
2: everybody mm, feels mm. like
0: they have the right to be cruel and nasty then. Take
1: it slow, maybe we'll learn. Maybe we'll crash and burn. Maybe you'll stay, maybe you'll leave. Maybe you'll return.
2: We don't know which way go, hey, we're you got to go to uh, to Barcelona for this thing called anti-karaoke. Have you heard of this one?
0: I haven't, and I just did karaoke in Barcelona a few weeks ago, but I didn't know okay.
2: about this. It's quite famous there. It's quite a legendary karaoke, and it's done in a very different way. Um, it's a girl from america who's been doing this thing for like i don't know 10 years or something a long time it's called anti-karaoke and it's really kind of i don't think they have a screen you just kind of hold the hold the lyrics on paper and but it's pretty wild it looks like it looks like a rock concert and she presents it in a very kind of you know over the top way but but yeah look it up it's been going for a very long time it's a very like like an institution
0: you um... know, there's sort of space for everything, I think. And I, I love mm. that you brought, you know, a kind of different flavor. And perhaps the people that you got interested in karaoke, perhaps ironically, you know, in their 20s, they'll be the yeah. people singing. Ah, In 40 40 years' time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Let's hope it's still around. It doesn't get replaced with some sort of virtual reality helmet or something.
1: Karaoke Theory is edited and produced by Anna Keeley and Justin Falcone. For credits, show notes, and other bonus content, check out karaoketheory.com. Thanks for listening.